So who knows what day it is today? Sunday. See? Pentecost Sunday. What happened on Pentecost Sunday? The Holy Spirit came. So where would you find that in the Bible? Book of Acts. Okay. So why don't we go there? Shall we go there? So what chapter would you go to? Chapter 2. But we're going to go to chapter 1 first, all right? So Luke is uh, continuing. He's, um, he's, he's written the gospel that's named after him. Now he's writing uh, some more. So in my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles that he'd chosen. After his suffering, he showed. So after his death, he rose from the dead and he appeared to people. And he showed many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days. So 40 days after he came back alive, he was meeting with people. Jesus was alive and he is alive. He was at work in people's lives. And he spoke to them about the kingdom of God. He spoke to them about God's rule and reign, God's power, God's authority in their lives. And, and basically what it means to live a life following him, King Jesus. So come follow me, says Jesus, and I will make you. And then on verse 4, on one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. So if you look in John's Gospel, Jesus says like the, the Holy Spirit will come. He will be a comforter to you, a, a counsellor, an advocate. He will be one just like me, one who will come alongside you and help you. He's been around you, but he will be in you. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to die, I'm going to go and be with the Father, but it's good news for you that I die in so many ways. And one of the things that you're going to receive is the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit to come and live in you. Yeah. So he says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift my Father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, he was, was a baptism of repentance, turning from sinful, wicked, evil ways and embracing a life following Jesus. But in a few days, you will be baptised with Holy Spirit. That is a baptism of empowerment. So, baptized, so people were baptised in or with water, submerged in water. People were baptised in with Holy Spirit. Emerged, submerged in Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the living God and him filling people in their lives. So when they met together, uh, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know the times and dates. The Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will receive power and you will be my witnesses. And he goes on to say, in Jerusalem and in Samaria 
uh, sorry, and Ju all Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after he said that, he was taken up before their eyes, and a cloud hid him. So that's Jesus um, going up. And then in Acts chapter 2, if you flick over, it says that when the day of Pentecost, so the day of Pentecost, Pentecost is a Greek word, it's 50. 50 days, so the Jews celebrated a festival called the, uh, the Feast of Weeks, or the Harvest Festival, 50 days after they celebrated the Passover. The Passover festival was a time when they remembered that God delivered them out of slavery from the hands of the Egyptians and saved them from death. They had to kill a little animal, um, a goat, a lamb, and get the blood and paint the blood on the top of their doorpost and the side of the doorpost. And it rescued them from death. The blood of the lamb rescued them from death. Death passed over them and they were set free from slavery. So they were celebrating, thanking God. There was the Passover, but now it's like God's provision. The harvest is plentiful. God is our provider. Not only does he rescue us from death, he brings us into life and he provides life for us. There is life in him. And so the Jewish people would regularly get together for these times of feasts and celebrations and thanksgiving to remember who God was and what he'd done for them, how he'd rescued them, set them free, provided for them, and empowered them for life. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The God is at work in our lives, rescuing us from the power of sin and death and bringing us into life and fullness and provision. That's what he's doing. That's what Jesus does. He sets people free. He changes lives. That's what he does. And so it's good for us to celebrate and be glad. And so on this day of Pentecost, there would have been loads of people, loads of Jews uh, all over the place gathering around to gang together to celebrate the goodness and the provision and the faithfulness of God. So it's at this day when people are thronging, the masses are there, that suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. Wind. Everyone say wind. Wind. Okay. Not that sort of wind, Gemma. Um, <clears throat> wind. The blowing of a violent wind came from heaven. Wind from heaven. And filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. Everyone say fire. Fire! So there's wind and there's fire. And there's a few deaf people. They, these tongues of fire, separate, what seemed to be tongues of fire, separated, came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus had promised, they'd been told to wait, and then all of a sudden, wind and fire came on the people, and they received the Holy Spirit. And they were enabled to speak in other languages. And so all the different Jews from different places who were around, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven, 
When they heard the sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in their own language. They were given supernatural language to speak out loud so that other people could hear the marvellous good news of Jesus and his kingdom and what he's done. And so, amazing, amazing, a group of people the Spirit of God came upon them. They could speak a different language that they hadn't learned, and other people who lived all over the place could understand and hear the goodness of God. That is an awesome miracle. But even in the midst of the miracle, there were people poking fun and saying, look at that lot. They're like, they're drunk. They didn't understand what was going on. And then Pete says, they're not drunk as you suppose. No. And he stood up before them, and he told them, no. So this is um, around verse 16. This is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Way back in the day, Joel says this, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. Say, pour out my spirit. Pour out my spirit. So there's wind, there's fire. You could say that. Wind, fire, pouring out Holy Spirit. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. So I don't think that's been limited. It's just saying, look, you know, men, women, boys, girls, oldens, don't rule anyone out. Holy Spirit is coming and you will be able to prophesy. You'll be able to speak out the very word of God. You will have God dreams. You will have God visions. There's going to be more stuff going on than meets the eye. There's going to be stuff going on. You think, what is all? This is the work of heaven. It's the work of the Holy Spirit as he comes into people's lives. And so, he spoke um, about that, about the Holy Spirit. And so people heard uh, Peter's message and um, they said to him, verse 37, they were cut to the heart when they heard about Jesus. They heard about Jesus' death. They heard about Jesus' resurrection. They knew that Jesus had died for them because of their sin, because of their unrighteousness, because of their wicked ways. That Jesus died for them, rose again, giving them great hope. And it says they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, Peter warned them. Peter pleaded with them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's our vital need. If we are going to try and follow Jesus in our own strength and in our own power, 
We cannot do it. We cannot do it by following laws or regulations or trying harder. We, we don't need a big heavy weight upon us. What we need is supernatural power from, uh, from heaven within us, working out of us, working through us, so that we can be a witness of Jesus. A witness is somebody who says personally, this is what I've seen, this is what I've heard, this is what I've experienced, this is what he's done in my life, this is what he's doing in my life. I'm witnessing, I'm pointing, it's not me, it's him. It's all about Jesus. This is his grace at work in my life. He's doing this stuff. It's awesome. And so, Holy Spirit, how we need him. Now, I know, I know that um, some people, that you, you know, you've received the Holy Spirit. You've believed, you repent, you've re received the Holy Spirit. There was a guy like that. His name was Timothy. And Paul wrote to Timothy, and he says this, Timothy, fan into flame. Fan into flame the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. Fan into flame the gift of God. Fan into flame the Holy Spirit. Okay, so there's a picture of fire again. We've got the imagery of a wind. Lord, be the wind in my sails. Come and blow your wind on me so that I get propelled forward, that I go in your direction, that I'm about your business. Let your wind come and blow onto me. Hang, hang me out to dry, as it were, for your glory and for your name. Let me blow. In, let me be blown by the wind of your spirit. Direct me, guide me. And then... Fan into flame the gift of God that is within you. So there's a gift of God, the Holy Spirit, within you, but you need to fan into flame the gift of God. You've got a fan. Have you got a fan? Like, we've got, we live in a world that is full of fans about other people. We need to be a fan of Jesus, and we need to fan into flame the gift of God that's within us. Holy Spirit, be on fire within me. Stir me up, Holy Spirit. Because he says that, you have not been given, somewhere in Timothy, you have not been given a... I know where. Yeah, 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or a spirit of fear, in that sense, but a spirit of power, of love, of self-discipline or a sound mind. So if you're struggling with power in your life, if you're struggling with the love of God in your life, if you're struggling with self-discipline or being in a right mind, and you're a Christian and you've received the Holy Spirit, you need to fan into flame the gift of God that's in you so that you're living in the power of the Spirit and you've got the mind of the Spirit, and you've got the love of the Spirit. You've got to fan into flame the gift of God that's within you. Now, how do we do that? It's all very well me waving my hands about and encouraging you. What ways can we fan into flame the gift of God? You know, we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to be at work. 
We need to do something as well. We need to cultivate the work of the Spirit in our lives. There is a waiting, but there's also a cooperation. There's also a playing our part. There's partnership. So dig over your mind. What am I thinking about? Is, is this a good, God-honoring, Holy Spirit, kingdom of God, heaven thinking? Or is this totally, purely, worldly evil, ungodly thinking. What are, think about what you're thinking about. Holy Spirit, help me change my mindset. Help me change my thinking. Help me, Holy Spirit. Um, it's your, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Am I feeling rejected? Well, God doesn't reject me. He accepts me. Um, am I feeling angry? Well, have I got anything Angry, am I right to be angry? Is this a godly anger or is this my own anger? Um, you know, am I feeling uh, re uh, lost, lonely? What negative feelings am I feeling that aren't in line with Holy Spirit? And so I need to change the lie that I'm believing into truth. So I've got fan into flame, the gift of God. What are you saying about me, Holy Spirit? What does God's word take up the sword of the Spirit? which is the Word of God. What is the Holy Spirit saying about my feelings? Where do my feelings need to submit to the Lordship of Holy Spirit? Where does my thinking need to submit to the Lordship of the Holy Spirit? Where in my choices, where am I making bad choices, ungodly choices, evil choices, wicked choices that aren't surrendering and submitting to the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit saying yes to this or no to this? He's going, uh-uh, no way, boy, don't do that. Or he's going, go on, my son, you can do this. We need to fan into flame the gift of God, the Holy Spirit. So uh, Paul is saying to me, Fan into flame the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. And so we find it in the book of Acts. There are those people that have heard about Jesus, that have been baptized with water, but they didn't know anything about Holy Spirit. And so they were visited, they were prayed for by the laying on of hands. There's a supernatural impartation. They received Holy Spirit. Okay? So if you're one of those people going, yeah, I've... I've, I've known the flow and the walk of, with Holy Spirit. I've got a relationship with Holy Spirit, but actually I'm recognising that there are things that I'm thinking about, things that I'm feeling, things that I'm making decisions about that are not Holy Spirit-led, and, and actually I'm a bit, you know, I'm just like an ordinary person. I'm not this Spirit-filled, Spirit-led, anointed, supernatural person of God, because I've just lost my way a little bit. So fan in flame the, the gift of God that's within you. Allow the wind of God's Spirit to blow on you. But if you've never received the Holy Spirit, if you've never been baptised in the Holy Spirit, then why not? If you're believing in Jesus, if you're repenting of your sins, uh, maybe you need to be baptised in water, but you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for you. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for your children. The promise of the Holy Spirit is for all who are far off. All those that God calls. So if you're feeling the call of God, if you're feeling the tug of God, if you know that God's doing something in your life, he wants in. Yeah. 
He wants in on your life. He wants in on you. He wants you to come out of hiding, come out of darkness, come out of that wicked way. He's the one. He's delivering you. He's rescuing you. He's helping you. Cooperate with him. Yeah. Don't, don't just go, go on, Jesus, do whatever you want. If he's putting out a hand, take his hand. Yeah. If he's offering you a foothold, take a foothold. If he's offering you a, a cup of water, then take the water. John chapter 7 says this. So Jesus is at a feast. He's on the last and greatest day of the feast. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, nearly as loud as Anthony's, it said. <laughs> if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within them. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Jesus and Father got together and said, these guys need the Holy Spirit. We're going to give them the Holy Spirit. We're going to pour out the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, picture language. There you go. Wind. Wind. Come on, guys. Wind. Get into this. Wind of the Spirit. Wind of the Spirit, blow on me. Wind of the Spirit, blow on me. Don't just say it. Just don't just say it. Say it. Say it. Wind of the Spirit, blow on me. Wind of the Spirit, blow on me. Fire of the Spirit. Fire of the Spirit, come upon me. I fan into flame the fire of the Holy Spirit. But I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty, Jesus. I need your spirit. And you invite me, you invite me to come up and to drink, that you would give me living water. Thank you, Lord, that you give me living water. So another picture. So we've got, we've got fire and wind and water, powerful element pictures pouring out the Holy Spirit, overflowing Holy Spirit. Are you thirsty? Jesus said, whoever's thirsty, come to me and drink. You will have rivers of living water. So do you need, a, if you like, um, the Holy Spirit in your life for the first time? I, I, Jesus, I believe in you. I'm repenting of my sin and all the weakness. I'm turning away from it. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you raised from the dead. You are alive. And because of that, I've got great hope and future because I can live with you and know you for all eternity. So I want to turn from this life, this world, and, and live a heavenly, supernatural, spirit-filled life. I want, I want your wind to blow in my sails. I want the fire of your spirit to burn up all the dross, the crud, the rot, the rubbish, burn it all up. I want there to be a new purity in me, a new passion in me, a new zeal for the Lord. So I want all the other stuff to be burned away. I want the fire, the excitement of the living God within me. And I'm thirsty, so I need to come and drink. Whoever is thirsty, says Jesus, come to me and drink and receive the living water. And then he says, by this, verse 39, by this he, Jesus, meant the Spirit, Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later 
to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. So in the past, Holy Spirit came upon particular people at particular times for particular tasks. But he wanted his Spirit to live in people, that we can house the living God, the Spirit of God inside of us, so that we can do the things that Jesus did. We cannot do it in our own power. We cannot do it in our own strength. We utterly need the Holy Spirit, our vital need. And And I would argue that we need water. If we don't have water, we will die. You can go without food for quite a long time, but you can't go without water for quite a long time. But yet, in our spiritual lives, we can live without Holy Spirit. We can live off other people's spirituality, other people's spiritual lives. We can live off little tidbits, but he wants to come and fill us and cause living water to flow out of us so that we are the witnesses. We are the church on mission. We've got a mission from God. Like it's, uh, what is it, 150 miles Chicago. It's dark. We're wearing sunglasses. But Holy Spirit, sorry, that's Blues Brothers. Holy Spirit... Like, gosh. Oh, oh, quench my thirst, Holy Spirit. Now, symbolically, I've got a thimble for you. (laughs) Communion cups full of water. Okay? So what I'm encouraging you to do is, um, if you want to respond to what God is saying to you, if you believe that the invitation is for you today to... Uh, let the wind of God's Spirit blow on you, to let the fire of God's Spirit fall on you, to drink in the water of God's Spirit, well then, you can get out of your chairs and you can come. What I really wanted to do was have loads of, loads of enough glasses, but it's, sim- it's symbolic, but it's powerful. Because if you are matching your faith to this act, it will be powerful. If you get up and just do it, nothing changes. But if you you go faithfully, I I want you, Holy Spirit, blow in my life, fire of God, fall upon me, water of Jesus, Spirit, come. Just come. So come. Come and receive from Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray. Hmm? Yeah? And then, so take, take that and then... If you want some praying, laying of hands upon you, we will be doing that as well. So have your drink and meet with Jesus. Meet with the Spirit by drinking in and then um, come up some more. And if you've never been baptised in the Holy Spirit, when we can pray for you. So have a drink. Have a drink and then... Move out of the way. Let other people have a drink of the living water of the Holy Spirit and then then come back for some prayer. Lord Jesus, we, we want your Spirit to fall afresh upon us. We say, come Holy Spirit, rise up from within us, rise up from within us and come upon us externally. 
We pray for your baptism, Lord Jesus, of the Holy Spirit, that you would come and touch our hearts and minds afresh, that you would cause your fire to fall, your wind to blow, and your water to flow. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do, we pray. Come, Holy Spirit, give us expectant hearts, hungry hearts, thirsty hearts for you, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray, and have your way. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do.